Look to Philippians chapter 3 this morning. Philippians chapter 3. The uh, obligatory, the obligatory New Year's message. When you talk about the new year, your thoughts trend towards these verses. Chapter 3, verse number 13. Paul said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. It's interesting. In, in your Bible, regardless of your translation, we, we're, we're reading out of the King James, but regardless of your translation, you're going to notice that there's italics. And what that means is those words did not appear in the original manuscript. They were supplemented to give some context and show, you know, make a complete sentence. So if you, if you remove the italics, this is just an interesting thing because you can kind of see Paul as he's writing this. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but one thing, one thing. Have you ever done that? Have you ever tried to get something across to somebody and just say, listen, let me tell you one thing, one thing. If you don't get anything else I say, get this, see. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect. That doesn't mean sinless. It means mature. If you would be a mature Christian, if you would be a Christian that has grown to the level that you should at this point in your development, if you would as many as would be perfect, be thus minded. If you want to be a mature Christian, this is the mindset that you're to have. Now, when you read the Bible, remember, grammar counts. Grammar matters. And and admittedly, grammar has shifted a little bit from 1611 to 2023. But the basics still apply. And when you read this, what you read is this. Don't, Don't think I'm changing Scripture, but listen. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do... I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The rest of verse 13 is a modifier. The one thing that Paul is doing is pressing toward the mark. But the rest of the verse previous is telling you how he's doing that grammatically. Okay. Now, what in the world does this have to do with our time together this morning? As we approach 2023, some of us are going to hit this year just running, and we're going to see victory after victory after victory. But some people, it's going to be a struggle. But what is true for both groups is that it is imperative that we press on. If you're enjoying victory, press on. But if you're struggling with resistance, press on. We can't be idle. We've got to keep pushing. How many Christians, I'm not talking about unsaved people, how many Christians do we know that hit a wall in their spiritual development and just quit pressing? And they never grew past it. 
And, and as I look at this passage, I think that there, there are many people that fail to press on because they're lacking some things in their lives. And so if the Lord will help us for a few minutes, I want to speak to you on this subject, pressing on in 2023. Pressing on in 2023. Father, would you help me to be completely usable by you today? Forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. I've always said that if you'd show me what's wrong and what stands between me and you, that I'd confess it. That's not just words with me, Lord. I mean it. And the fact is, I was a little argumentative with my wife. I don't know who saw it, but I was wrong. I've asked her to forgive me. I'm asking you to forgive me. It's embarrassing to say this in front of people, Lord, but I don't want anything standing between me and you and this message for this hour. We desperately need what your word has for us today. And so I ask that you would just speak to us and use this message for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, I ask these things. Amen. For the record, we, we agreed we were on the same side, and I still found a way to be argumentative. Before you judge me too harshly, I've seen some of y'all argue too. And y'all still ain't made it right. What's the old line? Don't ever go to bed angry, stay up and fight. Keys to pressing on in 2023. Why do some people stop pressing on? Why do some people fall away? Because they're missing some things. Number one, they're missing some passion. I want you to notice what Paul says here in verse number 13. He says, Brother, I count not myself to have apprehended. What's he mean by that? I haven't arrived. I'm not everything there is to be. I'm not, I'm not a super Christian. Now, arguably, Paul's one of the greatest Christians to ever walk this planet, but he never saw it that way. And friend, if you see yourself as a great Christian, you're not. It's just like somebody that pronounces that they're humble or that they're wise. No. If you recognize it, then you're not. And if you stand before me or anybody else and say, I'm a, I'm a pretty good Christian, <laughs> you're probably not then. Paul said, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Paul never got over what he could have been without Christ. See, Paul had some passion. He said, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Paul is singular in his focus. Nothing else else is as important to Paul as achieving the goal that he's going to talk about in this passage. This is of singular importance to him. It is his priority. It is his passion. Now, I want to ask you a question. And as I say you, understand that I'm already having to deal with this personally. What is your single most important goal in life? 
And be honest, don't raise your hand and tell me, but but in your heart, what is your single most important goal in life? Well, my goal is to get married, or my goal is to have children, or my, my goal is financial security, or my goal is material prosperity, or my goal is cultural significance, or my goal is vocational excellence. Hey, here's one. What if I said my goal is to expand this ministry to the greatest thing it could possibly be? Those are all worthwhile goals, but none of those things are to be our singular goal. None of those things rise to the level of this one thing I do. Because if, if our answer is anything but fulfilling God's will for my life, then we are all at some level idolaters. If anything in our lives has risen above the goal of being like Jesus and following his will, then we have let something take the place of God and his preeminence. It's right here on this pulpit. We refer to this verse a lot. And he, Jesus, is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he, Jesus, might have the preeminence. Christ is to have the preeminence in my marriage. Christ is to have the preeminence with my children. Christ is to have the preeminence in my vocation. Christ is to have the preeminence in my recreation. Christ is to have the preeminence in my worship. Christ is to have the preeminence in this ministry. Christ alone. Have you or I stopped pressing on because we've lost the passion of this one thing I do. Something else we're missing is pursuit. He said, this one thing I do, verse 14, I press toward the mark. Press means to follow after. It's the same word used in Philippians 3, verse 12. Not as though I'd already attained, either we're already perfect, but I follow after. Paul was chasing after Jesus just as Jesus had pursued him on the road to Damascus. You say, Jesus didn't chase me. Yes, he did. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, we don't want to go too far with this, but God is sovereign, and salvation was and is his idea. And it is God's Holy Spirit that woos you to the Father, to the Son, rather. I know what people mean when they say, I found Jesus. Oh, friend, you didn't find him. He found you first. But even so... Once Paul is saved, he pursues. I press toward the mark. I wonder how many would be familiar with this phrase. I've even used it before, let go and let God. It's a nice little phrase, but it's really not scriptural. Now, are there times that you have to let go of things and let God take Absolutely. But some people take that to mean I just let go and whatever happens, happens, and God's going to do what God's going to do, and I have no responsibility at no. God gives us a responsibility to pursue him, doesn't he? And to pursue the things of God. 
Could I give it to you this way? How many of you remember when you were dating or courting or whatever you want to call it? There was a pursuit there, wasn't it? Even, even in my younger days, the way that I did it would now be called stalking. You know she's coming out, maybe it was at college, and you know she's coming out of a certain building at a certain time, and you just happen to be there. And so, you know, okay, class got out at 11.50, and um, anyway, she should be coming out in a minute. And rather than just walking, you're waiting. Oh, there she is. Oh, hey! (laughs) Go to jail for that now. There's a pursuit. And then you get married. And if your marriage is the healthiest that it can be, hey, fellas, don't stop pursuing her. But I caught her. Catch and release. Release her and chase her again. Right? Keep pursuing her. Keep letting her know how badly you need her. Stalker. When my wife and I lived in Petersburg, I used to sneak up and leave stuff on her car while she was working. And security would sometimes look at me funny. What are you doing to her car? It's my wife's car. Yeah, sure. It's a love note. Yeah, sure. You know, stalker. Get out of here. Keep pursuing. Well, you got saved, and so many of us have just kind of taken a step back, and I'm just going to rest in grace, and I don't really... No, you keep pursuing. I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day. Keep pursuing, because if we don't, we're going to stop pressing on. Have you stopped pressing on because you've abdicated that expected effort in your life? I don't put forth the effort. Number three, sometimes we don't press on because we lack passion or we lack the pursuit, or it could be that we've decided, I want the product, but I don't want the process. What product do I want? I want to get back to about 180, 190, washboard abs. By the way, I have washboard abs. They're well insulated. But they're still there. I didn't lose them. They're still there. And every time I get out of bed, I exercise them. And they strain. They're still there. I, I want the product, but what's the problem? The process. Because the process says, broccoli, Twinkie. <laughs> now, I like Broccoli. Sometimes broccoli won't do what a Twinkie can do. We don't like the process. Paul outlines a process. Look what he says. Verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Now, the one thing is I press toward the mark. But look at his process. Number one, forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting those things which are behind. So the first part of the process is intentional forgetfulness. Now, here's the problem. If I tell you to forget, can you forget? 
Okay, right, let's, let's try a little experiment. Right now, under my pastoral authority in this moment, I'm encouraging you not to think of a purple hippopotamus. Don't do it. By now, many of you have already thought of a purple hippopotamus. All right. Paul says, forget. (laughs) But the problem is we can't just will ourselves to do that. So what do we do with that? We understand what forget means here. Forget here does not mean to fail to remember. It means to willfully put something out of your mind so as not to be influenced or affected by that circumstance. Hard to believe, but Crystal was not my first girlfriend. But can I tell you, as I stand here, I have forgotten every woman but her. And does that mean that if you called their name, I'd be like, oh, who's that? No, they're still in there, but I have pushed them to a place in my mind that they have no influence whatsoever in my decisions or in my trajectory. And that's what Paul is saying. Listen, if you have some kind of trauma in your life, you can't will that away. But what you can do with God's help is push it to a place in your mind that it doesn't influence your walk with God moving forward. Well, Andy, you don't know the past that I have. You don't know what I was before I was saved. I don't need to know. And to God, he's forgotten it. Does that mean, does that, mean that, God has just, that God's just in heaven? Oh, Andy, he never, he's never done anything. No, of course God hasn't done that. But when he says there's sins and their iniquities while I remember no more, what he's saying is, in my infinite mind, I have taken your sins and I have put them in a place where they will never influence what I think about you. Because when Jesus, when God looks at us, he sees his son. And that's a decision that he made. And so when Paul says, forget those things which are behind, no, we can't will those out of our head, but we have got to push them to a place where we say, you know what, this isn't going to make a difference in my walking with God now. I've got to put these things in the back. I've got to move forward for God. Intentional forgetfulness. Warren Wearsby said this is breaking the power of the past by living for the future. It's a good way to put it. How many have stopped pressing on, oh boy, because you're stuck in the past? But it's not just intentional forgetfulness. But Andy, this is how we used to do things. This is what I used to be involved in. This is what I can't do anymore. That's all in the past. What is your future? Well, I'm about near the end. No, you're not. You'll be near the end when God says you're near the end. For right now, you keep pressing on. Intentional forgetfulness, but also intense focus. He said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Reaching has the idea of straining. It implies intensity. And we must look to the future that God has laid out for us. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, 
the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. This is even an Old Testament principle. Proverbs 4, verse 25, let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Press on. Could I illustrate these two truths, intentional forgetfulness and an intense focus? If I were to call the name Roger Bannister, how many of you know who that is? Mm. Roger Bannister was the first man to run a sub-four-minute mile. He was a British man. He became a neurosurgeon, I believe, or at least a neurology doctor. He became a doctor. And Roger Bannister was just considered to be the fastest man when it came to running the mile. Until a guy by the name of John Landy, who was Australian, came along. And John Landy ran a sub-four-minute mile and started posting times that were better than Roger Bannister's. So in 1954... In Vancouver, Canada, the British Empire Games took place. And two of the contestants in the mile run were Roger Bannister and John Landy. This, the whole world was watching this. The two fastest men in the mile were running against each other. And what a lot of people didn't realize is both of them were handicapped. In, in one way. Uh, Roger Bannister had a cold. His, his breathing was terrible. And John Landy had stepped on a photographer's um, flash bulb and cut his foot and had to be stitched, his foot stitched. So both of them were not in great shape for this event. But it didn't matter to either one of them. So off they go. And they both had different strategies, and I'm going to hold back here, and I'm going to push forward here and all of that. But when the bell rang for the final lap... They were dead even. This, I mean, this thing was as billed. They were dead even. And then something happened. Something happened that changed the race dramatically. And a photographer actually got it. Here's the picture. The fellow on the right is John Landy. What is he doing? He thinks that Roger Bannister is coming up on his inside, and he looks. And when he does that, Roger Bannister takes advantage of it and shoots right past him on the outside and beats him by five yards. One mistake. One time of looking back. Now, I want to ask a question. If a momentary lapse can have a momentary lapse can have such devastating consequences, how far behind are we who stay in the past? who stay looking back. Maybe that's why we're not pressing on. We're too busy looking back 
instead of looking forward. Some people aren't pressing on because they lack passion, they lack pursuit, they failed the process. But then finally, they've lost sight of the prize. Not as though I'd already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if I may, if that I may apprehend that which for which I am also apprehended of Christ Jesus, brethren. I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do: forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press toward the mark. Now, what's the mark? What's the prize? The high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is the prize? Well, the prize is to win 100 people to the Lord this year. No. Well, it would be wonderful, but that's not the prize. The prize would be to preach to a packed house every service. Nope. Nope. The prize would be for my marriage and my children to be the best. That's great, but that's not the prize. Let's answer that question with another question. What is God's highest calling on our lives? Now, we have many, fathers, mothers, husbands, wives, pastor. We have many callings. But what is his highest calling? I'll tell you. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, Them he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. What is the ultimate prize for my Christianity? To be like Jesus. God forbid there may come a day that I'm not a pastor. There may come a day that I'm not a a father. Or a husband, God forbid, but that could happen. But there'll never come a day that I can't be like Jesus. That is the prize. Now listen, and that is enough. So what? All right, Andy. Obligatory New Year's message, pressing on. So what? Well, let's review. Have you stopped pressing on because you've lost your passion? Have you stopped pressing on because you're no longer putting forth the effort to pursue him? Have you stopped pressing on because you're stuck in the past? Have you stopped pressing on because... Being like Jesus isn't enough for you anymore. We've got to press on. Press on, though tears your pillows stain. Press on, though grief and woe remain. Press on, though worn by constant pain. Press on. Press on, though plagued by lingering doubts. Press on, though fear has sought you out. Press on, though terror walks about. Press on. Press on, though weary in your soul. 
Press on, though feeling less than whole. Press on, though hardship takes its toll. Press on. Press on, though others turn aside. Press on, though fears, though friends away do slide. Press on, for you're on, you are Jesus' bride. Press on. Press on, we're running out of time. Press on, and for the Savior shine. Press on, he waits across the line. Press on. Press on and labor even still. Press on, keep running up that hill. Press on, for if you don't, who will? Press on. Press on and strive to please the sun. Press on and worldly pleasures shun. Press on that you may hear, well done. Press on. Press on for him who saved your soul. Press on for soon we'll all be whole. Press on, you're very near the goal. Press on, press on, press on. The theme for 2023 is not press on, but we'll never realize the theme of 2023 if we don't commit right here, right now, to press on.